Check out bmfcast.com for all our episodes and links to our social things. And for tons of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash bmfcast. Alright, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey! Hey, BAMFCast! As you may notice, if you're joining us on the live stream or if you're listening to the audio, you can probably tell we have now gone into full quarantine mode. Uh, We are not the same room, and thusly, uh, we are just kind of doing, to flow with a different format, we're also just kind of eschewing the bad movie of the week. We cannot get together to watch a movie. I think part of what we really enjoy about that is that we are communally either watching the movie for the first time or rewatching it for the first time in a long time. And we just don't have the systems in place to try to have a communal spirit experience afar yet and watch the movie together. So just to get something out there, we're going to just kind of catch you up, kind of do basically what we normally do in the second half and talk about the movies, television things that we've been watching just to get you some content to help you get through all of this bullshit. So that being said, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. I figure you probably know that if you're joining us at this point. I don't know if we're assigning an episode number to this. I think it's just a a quarantine just, special. I think that's what... Yeah, quarantine only, 001. Yeah, <laughs> quarantine episode number one. Um, episode one. So I guess we'll just kind of start off. I think we've all been watching plenty of movies, plenty of television. We generally start with the newest one, but I figure we'll just kind of have a natural back and forth. I don't know if someone's... Super excited to talk about something they've seen in the past week or so, but go for it. Uh, it's the newest thing. It's everything. Uh, it's what everybody's talking about on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have watched The Tiger King. I have, I have watched, watched the, most of The Tiger King. I've watched the first episode only, but I had to, I had to know what it was because everyone was talking about it. I was like, I kind of forgot about old Joe Exotic because... That was seems like a, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that was four years ago. Yeah, um, when he was running for president, and then two years ago when he was running for governor. Um, boy, is that a show about awful people doing awful things? And um, yeah, I think everybody knows the premise of it. Like Joe Exotic is this guy with a tiger zoo uh, out in. Winwood, Oklahoma, and he's um, basically doing a bunch of illegal shit, and um, he has a he has a nemesis in Tampa, Florida, who is basically trying to get him shut down and sue him into oblivion. Um, man, like I said, it is just what six, eight episodes of the most awful people you've ever seen in your entire life um, doing awful things um and abusing animals um yeah and it's seven episodes of you can't make any of it up like you would not believe it if it was in a movie you'd be like this is bullshit but it's not like that's that's what's completely insane about it it's it's it all happened yeah so the the strangest thing to me is that it seems like somebody thinks that they can make a fictional television show based on this. And 
that show is going to be ass because there is no mm-hmm. way you can make anything weirder or more convoluted than anything anybody did in any single two minute segment of that episode of, of the show. Like, yeah. And I mean, they're, they're characters. They're all characters that you can't duplicate. You know, it's like, uh, I think it was at some point, like Jay and silent Bob, like they talk, people talked about having to read to be Jay in those movies. At some point they wanted to like recast, like the studio was like, no, you need to read for Jay's part. And people are like, why the fuck are we here? Like, why would we do that? And it's kind of the same sort of thing where it's like, who's going to play Joe Exotic? You know, everyone's like, oh, Danny McBride could do it. But it's like, no, actually he could not. No. And same with the rest of them, you know, like, like Doc, like that's, that's one of those people who is always on. Like, I don't even think he has a real personality anymore. He is, he has become the personality that he shows on that. Like, I don't think he's ever like lets his guard down and becomes the real person ever. No. Well, all of these people have been playing their characters for their entire lives. And for most of them, it's 30, 40, 50 plus years. And you just can't capture that in, you know, in an actor's performance um, with people like this, mm-hmm. because there's no way that you get that much depth of character, even though they might be shallow people, they have this entire breadth of character Mm-hmm. And and plus the situations like what can you make up that is crazier than like gay tiger sex cult polyamorous murder for hire uh, missing husband plus Las Vegas sleazy douchebag. Like, yeah, you would get exhausted trying to write any of these characters a story that is anything well, better than the show. I mean, just how certain people die off you know i like not to kind of spoil anything but there's like like certain characters in that show are not there by the end and it's just like wait that happened like how like you know it uh, again if it was on a normal scripted tv show you'd be like the fuck ever man yeah you know but yeah and and that is so abrupt as well like oh yeah and they yeah, there was a point where I was like, I guess this person just didn't want to participate in things. And then you get to the, one of the later episodes, you're like, oh, okay, Jesus. Right. But man, is it a ride? Like, I I started it on Monday night, and I had to watch the whole fucking thing, because I, I just had to see what weird, crazy shit happened next. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, and... I mean, it's it's very much them trying, it, like, it feels like a lot of trying to capture that making a murderer stuff that, you know, that happened a few years ago, like kind of that zeitgeist of it. But this one, there's a lot less ambiguity about stuff. At least to me, it, it's, you know, it's not as, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to say making a murder was evenly presented because it was very much presented from one point of view pretty exclusively whereas this one kind of jumps around a bit but you can tell who their favorites are and you can tell kind of what they believe so to speak yeah they're pushing that they're pushing one side pretty hard and i i can imagine if you've basically lived um everybody's seen the memes like they're they're basically saying that 
you know, they're following Joe's logic of um, Carol Baskin's killed her husband. But, you mm-hmm. know, if if you live with basically someone for basically four years, you're going to hear their side of the story and you're probably going to lean towards that anyway. Um, so I can understand that bias, but it's still pretty, pretty heavily like it's pretty heavy handed with that with that bias. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's just it's interesting to me that I mean, they're all basically the same, you know, and it's it's one of the very first quotes that comes up in the show, like the maybe the second or third person that speaks in voiceover basically says, all right, you know, there's people who like monkeys, there's people who collect, you know, farm animals, you know, whatever. And he's like, but cat people, they're all pieces of shit. Like that is like the ethos of yep. that whole entire show stated in the first two minutes of it. And it plays out for sure. Cause it's like, all right. Um, you know, I think the interesting part of it is it's presented like some of these people are way more hypocritical than others about what they're doing, what they're, you know, the way they've decided to live this life that they've created for themselves. And, you know, some of them are just very honest about it. And then, <laughs> It feels like others are not, and I think that's why the backlash has happened so much. Because Joe Exotic is very much a, you know, I hate to put it this way, but like a Trump-like figure in that he's like, hey man, I'm a piece of shit. What do you care? You know, whereas others are like, no, I'm not a piece of shit. I'm above all this. And it's like, nah, you're kind of a piece of shit. And they point that out pretty specifically by the, you know, by the end of the show, (laughs) you know? Where they, you know, a lot of the guys are like, hey, th- this is happening here too. Like the exact same thing we're doing, they're doing there. They just got a different way of doing it. It's entertaining, but it's also like, I, to me, like it's it's weird. It's like I, I, there's become a backlash already about it where people are like, yeah, it's just make fun of Redneck Show, isn't it? And it's like, I guess, but it's also all these people. I think like this is kind of like their American dream. They're like, this is all I know how to do, man. This is the only thing I'm good at. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And then there's this one person who wants to stop me from doing it and fuck them. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird because there are no heroes in that show for sure. Yeah. It was, it was really strange. Like the, there's been a strange like milkshake duck cycle on, um, on pretty much everybody. Cause mm-hmm. when it first came out, everybody was like, yeah, fucking Joe exotic. Woohoo. All these, you know, all this sort of lionizing of this guy. Yeah. yeah. Tigerizing. Tigerizing. Yeah. <laughs> Ligerizing. Um, no, there are plenty of lions on the show too. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> you think he's lying? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Roar. Um, but yeah, so they like, they lionized uh, the internet lionized Joe, Joe exotic for like three days and then three or four days. And I think, Pretty much by the time I had finished watching it on Monday night, everybody had flipped over to like, no, actually, Joe Exotic's a piece of shit. Um, yeah, he's he a might... charismatic piece of shit, but he's still a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and then like, like actually... someone else we know. Me? Are you talking about me? No. Oh. But yeah, it's like, yeah, everybody in the whole show is a piece of shit. They're like. They're like two guys that are pretty much 
victims, three, maybe three people that are basically like victims of these particular cults of personality. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is just awful. But y- you, you can't stop watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's, it's a crazy window into this world that exists right around the corner from you. And you just don't, didn't realize that it was like this in America. You know, it's, yeah. they, they point out there are more tigers in American zoos like this, private zoos than there are out in the wild at this point. Yep. And, you know, and some of them have a point. They're like, Hey, I'm breeding tigers. Tigers are endangered. Um, you want me to stop? <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, yes, you're doing this. It's a good thing, but you're also just basically selling them to people who are like, yeah, I want a tiger. So I, I don't yeah. know. It's, I it's think weird. Someone... I, it's, I wonder how it would do if everyone weren't stuck at home right now. Oh, I think it'd do gangbusters. Do you think it would still be the same thing? Absolutely. Cause yeah. you know, it, it's one it's of those kind of thing. That yeah. Just it's that kind of thing. You. It comes out of nowhere and grabs you. There's nothing yeah. else going on. Yeah. So, um, my final thought, I think on, uh, the tiger King is if you are fascinated by the tiger thing and also like what we do, you should watch roar. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch roar and look up the history of tippy Hedren's, yeah life basically um yeah and, or just look at the poster of roar and then you will have to watch roar mm-hmm. yeah isn't that coming it's, out on blu-ray or something late i think it already did, did it's it? out yeah yeah, yeah. We, yeah. i think it's actually over on the shelf isn't it yeah 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 it's it's hit its uh yeah it's hit its point you go on letterbox now it's like all these people are like yeah man check out roar and i feel like we get to be hipsters about it because we're like dude we were there like six years ago Thanks. Probably more than that, actually. It was a long time ago we watched Roar. I bet you Who can knows? even name like three of Roar's other albums. <laughs> yeah. Name name seven of the lines that were in Roar. I dare you. I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's a, to me, it's interesting that I watched McMillions and then watched this, which is basically both about people in America, poor ass people just trying to get rich and kind of not necessarily doing it the legal way. So it's, they're interesting sides of that coin. I think McMillions is a little better, even though it kind of fails by the end of it, to be honest. Like, I I feel like that last episode is kind of a letdown of McMillions, but, you know, Tiger King is just like, it's so much higher a level of just insanity that they're both definitely worth watching, but man. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to give McMillions a watch. That sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, they both work because they've coaxed really crazy interviews out of, uh, like, just crazy characters. Yeah. Obviously, McMillions is a lot less than, you know, the people where, okay, this one might have killed her husband and fed him to tigers. You know, there's nothing like that in McMillions, but it's still, you know, it's still got that level of people like, wow, like, I can't believe these interviews are happening. Well. Yeah, I have a movie that's not a Netflix series. If you want to hear about it, sure. Um, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. All right. So I, I have newer movies, but I'm I'm going based on enthusiasm this time because our formats all out of whack, and I'd rather talk about this first. Who uh, cares? Yeah. No rules. Uh, so I watched 1917. 
the uh, World War One thing made by Sam Mendes mm. and directed, oh, okay. or uh, director of photography uh, Roger Deakins and all of that. Um, man, like that is such a five star movie no brainer thing to me in an infinite number of ways. Uh, it's honestly one of the most visually captivating movies I think I've ever seen. I mean, it's it's just kind of one of those things that if you if you have any passing interest in like filmmaking at all, it's just to watch some of these things unfold. You can't help like you don't it doesn't necessarily do to dwell on like too much on the how did they do it? Just kind of get you, you have to ride this fine line of appreciating what they're doing cinematography wise and everything else wise, but don't let it distract you from the experience too. It's kind. Of, it's mm-hmm. it's it's hard to explain. Like I, to me, it, it only a couple times that I just go like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> kind of kind of moments, like, like camera tricks. I know this is one of those things. I, I know Chuck's not a huge fan of the movie, but it's kind of one of those things where the first time I saw Contact, and there is that shot that kind of just goes from like outside, and it just drills in through a window and everything. And I know it's like a CG window, but it's it's just kind of one of those things like for just a minute you're like wait what like what just happened and all of this stuff kind of thing like and just imagine mm-hmm. a whole movie full of that yeah. <laughs> kind of just or like where she's running to the mirror right and then suddenly reaches out and opens it right yeah i mean it's like that that shot is pretty fucking amazing i mean you know, say what you will about the movie overall like that that shot mm-hmm. is pretty fantastic and and this movie is just like full of stuff like that that like if you if you stop and dwell on it you're like how did they do yeah. that and not kill people like that were making the movie and stuff like that. But it's just, it, it, it's just, it's fascinating and, and wonderful. And I, I just don't, it, it's strange that like we had such a glut of world war two movies that world world or one movies, despite earlier when it was still kind of like, Hey guys, we've been here before kind of tales. It was, you know, we've just kind of mostly skipped over that as a genre, you know, like we were just like, no world war two. Here's all the movies are about that. World War One. Well, was, World War Two, you know who the villains are, <laughs> like immediately. World War One, it's kind of like, wait, who are we fighting? Who was the, the good Huns. guy? Yeah. yeah, the Hun, uh, mm-hmm. the Kaiser. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, nature. <laughs> I mean, one yeah. of the biggest enemies of World Spanish War One. Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. What Trench in foot. the living fuck is my cat doing? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Um, like as soon as we started recording, my dog decided to start chugging from the water bowl, like literally right next to yeah. here. So you'll probably hear that in the beginning. Sorry. She was just going ape shit in the window over there for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a deer. There's a deer been hanging around my house for a while. <laughs> so, anyway, keeps well, coming, coming, good coming for back. the quarantine that yeah. you can yeah. like have fresh meat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. I, what I say all that to say, be marveled by the movie, but try not to get lost in the how, at least on the first viewing, you know, just occasionally your brain will just go like, what? <laughs> and and but mm-hmm. please try to sink back into the movie because I'm I don't you know, I've only watched it once, but I, I feel like this is one of those things that I will come back to and then I can revisit and go like, all right, let's think about this. What what CG? What? How did they trick this? I know it's not all one shot. There's plenty of ways you you know darkness and things like that going around people where it's like that's clear where you it's a seam in, in another take or something like that you know the old rope tricks and things like that that were that have been around for years but I, you know it's just just watch it and and also i think my last thought and 
we've uh, we're already on the you know tick board for saying something about current events and po- possibly politics. But here's kind of like my biggest takeaway is I'm watching this movie and here's here's events that were happening just a little over a hundred years ago, right? And people that were like living in fucking ditches and sleeping next to dead bodies of people and horses and everything else. Horrible, horrible, horrible war that, you know, our great, possibly great, great grandparents were in and we can't stay the fuck inside. (laughs) That's our fucking, Mm -hmm. that's our battle. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) And now I'm done. (laughs) Well said. All right, then. (laughs) Stay the fuck inside. You have Netflix. You have us. We're here on the internet. People are providing you content. You're not fighting a goddamn war. Stay the fuck inside. Mm-hmm. Well said. Okay. Now I'm done. Back to fun and movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I've seen two 2020 movies. Okay. Nice. Uh, thanks to the fact that, you know, you can watch them at home now because can't go to a theater. So <laughs> that's where uh, we live uh, now. Yeah, first, uh, first, because I was following Harlow's advice there. Uh, I watched Invisible Man from the director of Upgrade, and uh, yeah, uh, that is a good movie. It's not a great movie. Um, I like technically, you know, perfectly executed. You know, like like everything works in that movie, but. I think the problem, and I'm getting nitpicky. I mean, I'll say that off the bat. I really like the movie, but you never see uh, Cecilia Elizabeth Moss's character as anything but a victim throughout the course of the movie. Like you never see like what she was before she met Adrian, who's the you know the bad guy. Of the movie basically the uh, you know the abusive boyfriend she leaves in the beginning, and you never get to see her as anything but a victim. So it comes off really strange, like when her life is getting destroyed and it's basically she's being isolated from, you know, friends and family and all this. And it's kind of like you basically only get one scene of these things happening where it's just like, you know, goes to visit the sister and sister's like, nope, we're done. Fuck you forever. You know, and you're like, wait, but you wouldn't even talk about this, you know, that sort of thing. Um and I think that hurts it a little bit because, I mean, I understand like the filmmaking is funneling you towards, all right, this is what she's going through. This is, you know, her point of view. Nobody believes her about any of this. And I think there's a point where that could have, it could have done better with more ambiguity. It's it's a bit like the witch in that way, where it's like, once you know specifically what's happening, you're like, okay, well, this is, this is where this has to go. Uh, as opposed to like, you know, and I'm trying not to get too spoilery about it because I know people want to see it, but I, I just wish there was more ambiguity about what was happening early on. But I think they kind of tipped their hand a little early about it. But yeah, it's still super well executed. I mean, like the first 10 minutes is like a perfect horror movie thing. You know, it's like, it's like there's so much tension, so much suspense, and they hold some of those shots for so long of her just like basically trying to get out of the boyfriend's house and things just keep going wrong and it works super well. And then there's a whole scene in a hospital later on. That's practically an action scene. That's just like, okay, this is some good shit right here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then they get to the third act and man, they just kind of like, it feels like they're like, all right, wrap the shit up. Got to get this done. And then it's like, uh, uh, okay. 
<laughs> and it just goes a little too quick for my my liking. But I mean, I know you like you loved it, Harlow. I mean, I'm assuming you kind of didn't have any of those reservations that I had with it. And I'm wondering a little bit if I was like overhyped for it because I know you and a few other people are like, no, this is like easy five stars. This is awesome. I, yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's a it's a five star movie, but like something like 1917 is a five star movie in a different way. Like I, you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a weird. That's why I would prefer something like a 10, 10 you know, one out of ten kind of yeah. style rating because it's like. All right, no, something like 1917 is something that I believe may be viewed many years in the future as a thing. And this is just like, no, this is a, a taut sort of quasi-remake. Yeah. Quasi you know, we did the well Hollow, Hollow Man before. It's like, this. you know, this is this is retreaded territory. So, you know, is it the same versus like an original epic sweeping, holy shit, we're going to pull out all the stop cinema thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's movies are weird. You know, we all assign the yeah. same grading system, but we're not necessarily in the same classes <laughs> you know it's, it's it's strange yeah yeah but i would definitely say like elizabeth moss i really yeah. i'd have trouble seeing anybody else playing that role as well as she does yeah you know like like selling the like this character's just decline because i mean the, <laughs> this girl gets put through the ringer in this movie and it just like it's just a you know straight ride downhill the entire time and i think you know she sells it really 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 well and you know she's one of those actresses who's not afraid to look just terrible by the end of the movie you know but yeah so i mean it's definitely worth watching it's definitely super well executed i just you know i think maybe coming off upgrade and then you know people going yeah this is like this is a fucking awesome movie like that kind of it's probably that whole like that pushed me back a little bit from it and also don't don't try and watch it at home in a room with any light whatsoever because some of those dark scenes are just like no you're not going to see anything like you will see your own reflection in the screen because it's too freaking bright in here i mean any anything bloomhouse or blumhouse whatever it is i i don't even bother trying during the day (laughs) like it's Mm -hmm. you know i just know that going in yeah is it bloom or blum bloom i think bloom bloom blum yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm deferring to Chuck because you know he's Captain Horror over there. I ha- I had to research it. Yeah. Blum. Okay. Blumhouse. Yeah. Blumhouse. Okay. Okay. Thankfully, one day someone asked him on Twitter how oh. to pronounce his name, Good. so I was able to Blum like a plum. Find out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I teased a little bit that I was watching other ladies in trouble movies, and I was going to save a mm-hmm. pair of them for this week uh, because. Yeah. You know, I just felt like I had too much of a theme going. So, um, and I feel like these two pair well together. Um, one of them is, uh, give me a second. One of them is The Hunt, and it's the newer movie. So I figure I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it first. Uh, this is the one that was long delayed, um, and then more delayed yeah. because it couldn't come out in the theater. I think maybe it did for a week, maybe I think, and then they were like, "Oops, nobody go to the theater anymore." Um, I think I think that might have been one of those. But it's, it's one of the crop of, like, let's just put this out on digital. Uh, it's it's <laughs> something. I, like, I, I it's it's been about a week since I've, <laughs> it's been one week so, or slightly more since I watched that movie. Um, but I still really haven't, like, fully formed an opinion on it. That's the, that's the strangest thing about it. I'll, I'll say this. He, he's not the sole writer, creator, or anything to do with this, but it, this has Damon, Damon Lindelof on it, uh, involved in it, uh, I believe, as partial, really? partial writer. Man, what what a person you never know what you're going to get from, because 
Watchmen is I know Chuck loved Watchmen start to finish and I'm not I'm not knocking Watchmen I'm not here to do that but like Watchmen has some serious peaks and valleys in my opinion um, like that whole series is like one big ramp up to the center part of the season into like okay maybe it's not as good by the end to me you know because like the middle part of that season is like oh yeah golden age of television shit and yep. Like and then there's other parts. It's like really, you know. So it that 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 show is just is very uneven. Like his entire career to me, um, because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, I, I'm sort of like okay, because if you don't know, I think you need to know a little bit about the hunt in case you don't. It's basically everything you would think stereotype wise, flip it on its head. So like these extremists that are so incredibly politically correct are the ones that are like kidnapping the so-called deplorables and having basically a, uh, you know, uh, most dangerous game kind of thing with them. Like throw them out in the woods and say, you know, survive the night you survive. Otherwise we're going to murder you kind of thing. And so you've got these, horrible racist conspiracy theory redneck people running around that are like you're kind of feeling sorry for and they mostly just show how awful they are (laughs) throughout the course of the movie and then you've got these supposedly also awful people over here that are doing things all the wrong things maybe for the right reasons or not even it's just very unclear and muddy I mean it's just one of those things that it just feels so nihilistic and, and out of place and it doesn't even feel satirical it just it feels like it's writing this middle line of just like I think everyone's an asshole kind of thing like one of those mm-hmm. like just the kind of opinion that infuriates me today I'm not saying pick a side because I, I, I believe too many things in our society are this tribal a you know black and white mm-hmm. a b you know this team that team our country your country invisible lines bullshit thing but this movie is just like feel I feel like takes it just a step too far so that, like it's that internet libertarian i'm not going to pick a side everyone's a piece of shit philosophy nihilistic well thing. it's a problem everyone has with south park now yeah it, it kind of is like i mean south park's just kind of got it's that, like, like yeah yeah we're just, everybody's crappy and if you care you're a piece of shit for caring kind of, yeah and it's like i i don't know if that's even if it's sentiment but that's kind of was my takeaway by the end sort of it's just this it's this weird thing and it, it just kind of didn't work for me i didn't hate it but i also was like i would never like give it anything more than like three three and a half stars at this point i couldn't like Mm -hmm. it's it's fairly well you know if you're just in it for like a most dangerous game i don't you know i am a nihilistic person and i don't care and i don't have a side or even pretend to even even get close to a side just from a gore standpoint of like watching a most dangerous game thing there's some shocking well done things so just from a strictly movie making perspective i couldn't give it lower than that because i i'm not one of those people that's just going to say my opinion invalidates your movie making skills you know so kind of thing because i I just (laughs) you didn't want to itunes review it right yeah it's just you know like i'm like i i see what you're doing i'm not sure you accomplish it and what you what you are now presenting me just feels a little nihilistic and like wishy-washy and like everybody's kind of shitty you know (laughs) that's what it, it kind of ends with it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I enjoyed that <laughs> yeah. when it was all said and done. So I figured a good thing to pair that with is I also watched Ready or Not, a very similar, like, let's fuck with a person that has no idea what's about to be in store for them. Yeah, that was from last summer, right? Yeah, it, it, late in the fall, I want to say. Maybe. I don't I don't remember exact yeah. time. It, I, I could be But it's off. basically the girl who's going to get married and then yeah. is not. 
Yeah, th- there you go. <laughs> Chuck has a copy of it. So I'm, I'm going to be extremely vague, Chuck. Don't worry. Um, yeah, it, it, it's basically, here's a super rich family. We invented board games. You know, it's, it doesn't say like we're Parker Brothers, Milton Bradley. It's just like we invented some board games and we made a lot of money off of board games and our, and our family is all about games. So as part of our weird family tradition, you have to play a game at midnight um, all together and you pick a random card and one card out of I don't know if it's 52 or whatever is basically we're going to stalk through the house and murder you and it's they call it hide and seek but it's like hide you know hide and murder if we find you and that's mm-hmm. that's basically the plot of the movie um, so it's just you've kind of got people going like I don't know I don't feel right about this or you know like the the, the guys like nobody in the family is like oh yeah I can't fucking wait to murder it's just like if you pull that card it's like well family tradition says we got to fucking murder you. So it's like, you've kind of got all these characters going like, I don't know if it's right. Should we, <laughs> you know, but ultimately you're like, yeah, well, fuck it. Murder. That's what we do. Um, so it, it's, it's a ride. Like I, strangely, I enjoyed it more than the hunt. <laughs> you know, like I think mm-hmm. it's a, I think it's a more enjoyable, just it, it has, you know, it doesn't, it's not necessarily trying to say anything at any point in time to me, like, you know, social stature. It's just, it's kind of a classic, like thriller slasher, horror-esque survival thing you know it's not it's, it doesn't really have a, an yeah. agenda despite this being in a, a, a you know uber rich family that's not really their it, money is not their motivation this isn't like they get their yeah. kicks from murdering people so you're saying it's just normal person thrown in shitty situation type pretty thing. much you know like i said and, and you know there's some like the family's like eh, you know because they're they're doing all these things like it's grand tradition kind of thing so it's like they're using ancient bows and arrows and things that were around when this was first started so it's like and everybody's like, can we use our security cameras? Because this would be a whole lot easier if we just flip on all the security cameras we got in the house. You know, and they're like, no, not. But that's cheating. Tradition. <laughs> there was no there was no <laughs> security cameras when great, great grandpa Bradley was around. <laughs> Again, it's not it's not one of them. It's a made up family. But mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it's it's a fun little thing. I, you know, I, I think uh, Hugo Weaving's niece is particularly good in it. You know, like, I don't know that I'd seen any, her or anything, but a lot of people are like saying discount horror Margot Robbie <laughs> Robbie but mm-hmm. just I think it's just because like you know they're both blonde you know statuesque Australians so they're like yeah she's Margot Robbie because that's all we know I don't see a huge resemblance between the two of them but yeah yeah but yeah it's a maybe it's, in the promotional materials sure I it's weird because like I think in the still picture she looks more like um oh my god just went on my head uh Jim from the office's wife, Emily Blunt. <laughs> like, I think she looks more like okay. Emily Blunt in the in the still picture than Marco Robbie. But hmm. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, I found that one more enjoyable just because like it, it had more of a cabin in the woods esque vibe to it of just like yeah, here's it's a little wacky and there's some horrific violence, but you know we're not we're not necessarily trying to say anything. It's just like you've seen a haunted house like shitty situation movie before, right? <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. maybe there, maybe there's witchy craft kind of things you know we don't know <laughs> like we don't know Ooh. what the motivations are spooky yeah. Yeah. Ooh, spooky yeah yeah but yeah it's it's fun i think that one's worth watching and i will okay i yield the floor yeah uh i have another 2020 unless somebody else has something man no uh, you're, you're, I, I can only talk about my um during the workday rewatches of things so I've got a couple of things, but they're quick and old. Yeah, so. I've, I've got All another right. 2020, but I just like finished me. talking for a long time. So, Yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll just get it out of the way then. Uh, watched Emma, the one with uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, and then Bill Nye, I guess, is her dad. And then basically 
I don't think anybody else I recognize from anything ever. Um, yeah, that's another adaptation of Emma. That's pretty much the same thing as all the rest of them. Like, watch Clueless instead. You don't have to <laughs> I tell mean, me twice. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's just like, I mean, it's everyone's very charismatic. Everything's really well done. And they have like, I don't want to, I feel bad putting it this way, but they just have a lot of weird looking people in that movie. Like, you know, they cast people that are just like a little odd looking and not just like, all right, here's a Hollywood beautiful cast and here you go. And like, uh, what is it? Yara Greyjoy is one of the ladies in it. And it's just weird seeing her as a normal lady, <laughs> you know, in like 18th century Britain or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, aside from that, it's like, yeah, you kind of, you know, that story by now. And that's, that's what you're going to get. You know, and it's kind of like it's it's Emma is is very much a parents movie story anyway, where it's like, yeah, there's some conflict, but not really. And things kind of work out by the end, you know, and everyone's happy. And yeah. And then it's over. So, yeah. But, you know, I've I'm pretty sure I've said it before, but I'd watch Anna Taylor Joy in most movies. She's got a weird charisma that I appreciate. And yeah. Having her play one of my favorite comic characters in a movie that is never, ever, ever coming out is kind of a bummer, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Emma, like, like yeah, they're, I mean, they, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. They I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's just not doing anything unique. And that's a tough thing when it's like, you've done this story how many times on film now and you're not doing anything new with it. That's kind of a bummer. They have to make versions of it sporadically. Yeah, I, I, did they lose the rights? I, I, mean, I don't know how any of that works. It's not like Fantastic Four, is it? Yeah, it's like King Arthur and Peter Pan and Robin Hood and Tarzan. Yeah. There just has to be one every seven years or so. Yeah, I mean, we're at the point where it's just like, you got to do something different with it. Like, okay, the costumes look cool. They're brighter than they normally are. Like, all right, good. But otherwise, why make this movie, you know? Like, like if you're not going to put your stamp on it, what's the point? So, yeah, it's all right. It's not worth a $20 rental. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of something that's not new at all, and in fact, maybe kind of old. <laughs> Great. I watched, Excellent segue. We still got it. I bought, I watched Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> They're old now. Nice. <laughs> they are. So, um, how was it? I, man, like that—that—that that, that is a movie that like it. It took a while for me to finally kind of go. All right, like the tone of the movie, I was very unsure of for for the longest time because I I was like, are you doing the jokey like latter day Lethal Weapons thing? Or because mm-hmm. it gets real sincere about the whole one week from retirement cop thing, like super sincere for a little bit. And you're like, yeah, wow, this is taking a, a strange turn. Like, I'm not expecting this from a bad boys. And then it just kind of whipped back around to like exactly what you needed for motivation and whatnot. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right, fucking bad boys. Let's do this for life. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm in like it. It just it's a. 
like it, it keeps the right Michael Bayness from it. Like it looks like a Michael Bay thing. Like you know, he must. They must have just been like, here's how you set. Here's the film settings I use on my cameras and all this. This is how you make a movie look like a Michael Bay movie. Even though I'm not going to direct it, he he does have a little something to do with it. But, um, but yeah, it's just like it looks just like that. It's like, but most of the most of the humor works better than when it was under him. Because uh, I think you know. We Wait, family said he doesn't humor necessarily- works better once Michael Bay's gone. Are you sure? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, some I, of it. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a weird thing where the humor in Bad Boys totally works for me, like, throughout both of them. I And despite any other movie, it, and it's just the, the two of them. It's, it's mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with Michael Bay. It's just, like, I think they were able to sneak enough good past Michael Bay's poor sense of humor that it works. Yeah. That They're like, probably able to ad-lib enough humor into yeah. it. Because, you know, they each were coming off of, like, just enough success that they could be like, no, Mike, here's this, how this is going to be funny. You know, whereas everyone else was like, this mm-hmm. is how you do it. And they were like, okay, I will say the terrible line and point up to Transformer balls and things like that. You know, so despite yep. me being in fucking Coen Brothers movies. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, but it, it works. Like, at the end of the day, I feel like Bad Boys for Life works. The strangest thing, and I, I had to put this in my letterbox review, I don't think it's a spoiler, but they 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 hint uh, an opening for more, which is sort of like you waited how long for this one, and it took a, the, this long to get them together to do this, and you already just used the title for what should have been the one after. Why would you set up for more like that? That just feels like figure out what you're doing before you go there, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you were thinking maybe if it does okay, we'll make more. Then don't steal your title for the next one. <laughs> like you know, like that's that makes no sense. That you know, it's just it's a weird nitpick. It's sort of like it's it's mm-hmm. it's gonna go if they make another one. I'll be it'll it'll be the now you see me again thing for me. I'll be like fuck you, <laughs> oh. fuck you. Just like <laughs> no one asked for another one. bad boys, but you fucked it up. <laughs> no, it'll be bad boys for life too. <laughs> bad boys. Just... Well, maybe this time it could just be bad boys for life because it was f o r f o r in the, yeah. this one. So. They, they can just no. make it bad boys forever. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Four. Mm. Mm. A little heart. I like the <laughs> somewhere. Up there. Yeah. Like in the O. <laughs> or they could call it bad boys. Ten your seatbelts. <laughs> oh, man. Woo! There it is. I'm glad somebody thought of that one. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah I know it is. That. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you just think of that? <laughs> it's my completely original thought that came from me and me alone. Wow. I am the first Man. and will be the last person to ever make that joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. But you should watch Bad Boys for Life. Like it's like I said, it might take you a little while and man, mm, I hate to say it, Martin like hit a treadmill. <laughs> my man just like, I just he was not in he was not in bad boy shape. He's not even to play like the Danny Glover character. <laughs> like Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just like because he's suddenly the one that's like I'm old and it's like well yeah like you <laughs> like run a little bit man <laughs> mix in a salad Martin. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, uh, go eat over at you so kale's or <laughs> I don't know kale's eat kale's eat this thing this is trademark speaking of Martins um Steve Martin in the three amigos which i watched last week um three amigos is still an amazing and 
almost perfect movie and every joke fucking rips. But it's only streaming uh, for like a, a three ninety nine for an HD copy on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because it's MGM and they haven't figured that out yet, I guess. But um, right, pull Three Amigos out of your DVD closet and watch it. <laughs> okay, I should watch Did that. I've watched it since the eighties. It's so fucking good. Hey, just gonna, Chuck, Chuck, we're just going to mention movies and then Chuck's going to turn around to the boards and be like, yeah, yeah. I mean this one. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst YouTube video. Uh, like, for those not looking at the live stream, Chuck is like the only one who actually has the proper YouTube background for people who review movies. <laughs> the rest of us are like, yeah, I got a wall. <laughs> yes. It's not decorated I'm just, or I'm anything. I'm just podcasting from the void behind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I'm like, we well, spent a lot of time reading this because he's got a yeah. green screen. Yeah. 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 I gave the guy off the, you know, the guy that programs in the fucking matrix behind me. <laughs> yeah. I need more guns. It, all of them. My, my house were like, yeah, we spent a lot of time installing that chair rail behind me. But, yeah. But, you're fucking wainscoting over there. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, Chuck, he's got the wall of movies behind him. Mm-hmm. I remember that wall. And then I sold it all mm-hmm. on eBay. For pennies on the dollar. Yep. Yeah, I see your Herbie. So I see your Herbie. You like Herbie's, yeah, Chuck? I, I bought a Herbie. Yeah. You can't have your Herbie out on YouTube. You'll, where's you'll your Where's your house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring him out for the next yeah, one. Have a little bring out the house. Yeah. Yeah. Some hot Alf you got up there. Be sure, Christmas be sure evil. to sterilize the Alf first, though. You don't know where yeah. they've been. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, um, getting back yeah. to actual audio stuff. Right. What'd you watch, Chuck? Uh, so I watched, I had a weird marathon of things. I watched, uh, 2000s Shaft. Oh, the one with Samuel L. Jackson. Correct. Yeah. Um, and Batman. That was a movie. Right. (laughs) Uh, that was a movie that when it came out, I was like, nope, I don't want this. I don't know what the point of this is. This is not good. I don't know why they made this. Uh, 20 years later, I'm like, I like this a lot. I want this all the time. This is great. Uh, I don't know what it is about time that has been favorable to that movie, but 2000 Shaft is amazing. Hmm. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of bolstered by the fact that uh, Christian Bale is playing the piece of shit son of a New York real estate tycoon who is also a piece of shit. And he gets fucking wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So that's cathartic in a lot of ways, but it's it's a good movie. I uh, I watched 2019's Shaft, and don't and keep us in suspense, man. <laughs> there, that is a bad bad movie, as in Stay Away. Uh, it's I mean it's fine. It's, it's is it weird. It's like they it no. It's like they took the the 2000 Shaft character and time traveled him to 2020. And it's just like, okay, now make fun of millennials, Shaft. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the worst. <laughs> like, Shaft is suddenly a piece of shit. He's just mm-hmm. old and fat and a piece of shit. Boo. And he kind of stays that way. Yeah. I don't know. I. The, the guy who made that was not the right guy to make that. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't it Tim Story that made it? Yeah. 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 And He's it, not it the right guy to feels, make much of anything. <laughs> it, it it feels like ride along. It feels like another ride along mm-hmm. movie. 
and they just put Shaft in there. So Shaft along. It, yeah. Um, a long, a long it, it, it shaft. It felt bad. That's it <laughs> Stop. Uh, and I also watched uh, Proud Mary, which, uh, as you probably all recall, we had high hopes for Proud Mary. And then everyone said, no, Proud Mary is not what you want it to be. It's not what we want it to be. <laughs> Those people were right. They were. They were absolutely right. Mm. Uh, it is, I think a guy called it aggressively average. Like it, it exceeds it being average. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, I guess. <laughs> that sucks. It's just every second of it. You're like, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a movie like this. I know what this movie is. I, I, this is not surprising. Uh, and it has a bunch of names in the cast that they kill after like seven seconds that they've been on camera. It's like, Oh, Neil McDonough's in this movie. Oh no, he's gone. <laughs> I think he's in the first Avenger longer than he is in this. And he's not in that very long at all. So uh, I think that's all I got. Uh, I don't got nothing else either. All oh, right. Shit. Um, let me look one more last time here. <laughs> Boy, that, that's not much for all the quarantining we've been doing. Well, I've yeah. been watching. I've been watching a whole lot of Seinfeld. I, I will. I will. I haven't. I haven't finished it. I was going to wait to finish it, but I will. I will say this being halfway through season eight i've decided that Mm. if some kind of weird scenario happened where someone was like pick one season of seinfeld the rest have to get deleted from the universe it's sort of like like my same answer like somehow that happened to the friday the 13th then six you know Mm. you know kill all the others it's fine it's all you need is six six is everything you want in a friday the 13th movie season seven of seinfeld that's it like it's Almost um, not everything, but like so much of what you are like, sign you know things you're going to think about Seinfeld are in season seven. It's 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 kind of insane. The, the soup Nazi, the like the hot tub runner one. You know, it's like the whole mm-hmm. like George gets engaged to the envelopes thing. This is all in season seven. It's just it's kind of crazy. Like how many is that the last Larry David season? It might be. I don't know. Like no. I mean, I think I think when the last time I talked about starting to watch it someone asked if it like when did they stop doing the stand-up bits they they toyed with not doing it around like in season six and seven like there would be certain episodes where they wouldn't have it at all and then it like Mm -hmm. and so far i think in season eight it's gone completely so like it was it was weird because there was a bunch of episodes in seven that didn't and then it came back and i was like yeah wasn't that gone for a while (laughs) and then yeah so Mm -hmm. it's it's yeah I'm not. I'm not knocking anything else on in any of rest of Seinfeld because you would lose the Elaine dance and a bunch of other good ones that are not in season yeah. seven. But that's the season because it's like there's just it's like wall to wall episodes that you're like, oh yeah, that one. Okay, this one. Yep. All right. This mm-hmm. one. Yep. What season is uh, Master of My Domain? Oh, that's early. That's like early. Yeah, it's like three, three or four. Yeah. Okay. I like I said you're you're gonna miss some some big ones like you know the Chinese restaurant one is like season two or something like that. Yeah. There's there's a, and the parking garage is way back then, but season seven is just like everyone had kind of, cause there's that weird arc where it was like, it became very sitcom for a while because like, you know, Kramer would enter the door and the fucking audience would go nuts. And then like it happened every time he came in and it was just like, stop this shit, you know, like just stop yeah. like whooping every time he came in. It's not fucking married with children, you know? And, and it's like, <laughs> 
And then that tapered, tapered off into just kind of being like, it has a more like, I think they must have removed the audience because it's like, it has much more of a film quality because they're doing like a lot of parodies by then and, and stuff that's like much more edited and less sitcom-y, a lot more on the street stuff, you know, so... I think they just like remove the studio on because they're like, this is getting out of hand. Like people just mm-hmm. whooping when people walk into the room and it's like, they were just in the other yeah. scene. <laughs> I know, you know maybe you didn't film it in order, but it's just weird. Yeah. I know. I, Cause uh, BJ returned the uh, Blu-ray. Strangely enough, it popped in my head. I bought a 4k copy of across the universe because I still, I still love that movie. And I kind of love that movie more like every time I see it, but there was a recent like, digital sale on some like a, a pretty good selection like i got pan's labyrinth in 4k for five bucks and some other good stuff but mm-hmm. yeah i was just like oh shit yeah that i was wondering like movies like that are the ones where i'm like i know they always go for like here's the things we will always release on whatever new format but movies smaller movies like that i'm like man i want to i want to see a fucking dolby vision version of that movie because it goes places visually and <laughs> i just brought you your dvd back last week I know, but I was like, yeah, upgrade. <laughs> upgrade. And it, it looks really goddamn good in Dolby Vision and stuff. So, I mean, like I said, I, I have, I, it does not offend me that people do or do not like that movie. I don't think it's perfect. I, the more I watch it, the less I like the Bono and, and even Eddie Izzard scenes. Just because I mm-hmm. think that, like, from a storytelling standpoint, they, they add nothing. I, it's not that I dislike any of the visual or visuals necessarily or what's happening because... I tolerate slash love respectively those two people. So it's like, but it's just like that whole section is like, why is that in there? Like it did nothing. And it just, it was like, Oh shit. We got two people, two people who agreed to be in this movie. Let's just shoehorn in some scenes. Um, mm-hmm. is what it feels like. Cause it's just like, they go to a place thing, two songs happen. And it's like, Oh, well anyway, that was wild back to the rest of the movie. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but yeah, visually that movie's amazing. And, and, it just it's one of those things that reiterates where it's like, wow, what like a fucking crazy, impossible career the Beatles had in 10 years. Like, I defy you to, like, name any other, like, creative force that has done culturally what they did in 10 years. I mean, song wise, movie wise, I don't think anyone has ever had, like, such a defining career of, like, find me like a god awful Beatles song, like truly, truly god awful Beatles song. Like there there's plenty of them on their own. <laughs> when they separated, you know, you know, te- temporary secretary, wonderful Christmas time. Paul McCartney made many crimes against humanity exposed, you know, Beatles, but you know, correct. But during the Beatles, it is just like when you, sometimes you hear those lyrics that may have been sung in a pop catchy pop tune taken out of context and you realize the poetry behind it. It's just like, holy shit. Just like that catalog of, of music is just, impossible it's fucking impossible like it is like aliens came to this planet and we're like <laughs> watch this shit you know i mean it's like mm-hmm. if thomas edison actually done all the things he did instead of steal a bunch of shit like if you're like this one man around your during his life and like done all this <laughs> that would be incredible but you know time is told is that that's not really true and hey maybe 50 years from now we'll find out that john lennon stole a bunch of fucking songs because nothing good ever stays good so yeah <laughs> they'll be like yeah you there, there's a reason it's so fucking impossible like just like shakespeare stole his shit or you know all that yeah. day saying bullshit it's like anything you think was awesome fucking shit <laughs> yeah that's what happened to led zeppelin already yeah. so you know so yeah all you have to do my, is just my get... vote would be no go ahead bj oh i was just gonna say just uh go get jen from the other room and she will tell you all the all the bad Beatles songs yeah <laughs> yeah 
my only vote would be she's so heavy because it's 45 minutes long. But that's about it. Still a good song. I still it's listen right. to it a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. But anyway. yeah, have we reached the, <laughs> the end of the road here? <laughs> we have gone to the end of the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Getting from um, there. <laughs> might as well mention, uh, Chuck <laughs> has started putting together some Bond stuff for us. Uh, some extra content for the listeners. A little light bondage for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we name it that? I don't know. Because I was trying to try to be nice <laughs> in my puns. No, I wasn't. I just uh, what did we name it time. instead? Uh, uh, I think we named it Quarantine of Solace. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, all of our second halves from God, that was eight years ago now. Uh, talking about all the Bond movies leading up to Skyfall. So yeah, mm-hmm. you might see that on the feed. Actually, you will see that on the feed, not might. You yes, will look and, for it. Yeah. And we're just, we're, we're working on other stuff. Don't want to mm-hmm. promise anything yet, but especially if you're on Patreon, you will, you'll see some more stuff start showing up. Yes. Cause guess what? People at home have time now. Go figure. And I don't have a life-sucking job, so I might be able to start picking it back up on some stuff I was planning way back when. Yep. Bamfcast, we'll Bamfcast Extra will probably continue as normal or more to the point how it once was where we, we will be watching the movie individually and doing our thing, but expect that to mm-hmm. continue. I think the polls are going to cease just because we're going to have to kind of go with what's available on the fly some, somewhat, so yeah. I don't yeah. know how much we're going to be able to involve that, plus scheduling and we don't know when we're going to be able to do this and yada 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 skip to the end you'll like what we do yeah mm-hmm. sure i guarantee it mm-hmm. yeah who you shall Eat. continue for patrons yes yep. um and we'll, we'll be back in some form incarnation of this maybe we'll figure out a way to watch our movies or bad movies that we're known for in the first to do the first half thing i don't know i'm leaning towards just waiting till we get back to normal because the communal experience of enjoying those, I think is, is kind of paramount. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to continue putting out content while we're in, um, while we're all in quarantine slash yeah. Corona chaos. So It'll be quarantine content. Quarantent. <laughs> right. That's a yurt where you put all your Qurans. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's get <laughs> out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.